0: I bring greetings and honour in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, from my hometown, Mangaturutu Kaiwaka, Te Uriahau Ngati Um I come here with just um, humility in my heart and such an honour to be here in this house. Um, I love this house, I love what God is doing here, and I just honour your beautiful pastors. Every time I come here, things have shifted, things have changed, and, it, and you walk in here, it's so, this place is so exciting, you're just like, man, I just want to get up and start moving. So... um. Praise God, and I want to honour uh, the Tangata Whenua of uh, Kiri Kitty yeah. and this region and yeah. Um So, um, so and, and man, Pastor Ruben, whoa, what a powerhouse!
1: What,
0: what, what a powerhouse! Him and his beautiful wife have been serving in here, and just the growth. Every time I come here, they're just growing and growing and growing. And um, you know, bro, I just want to honour you. I, I can just see being an evangelist, leading many to the Lord Jesus. Yeah by bringing the sound teaching of the gospel, yeah. the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. So I just honor you. But um, I've just, I have just come here with the word of my spirit. And um, I've been traveling around and doing a few things here and there, going here. Wherever God tells me to go, I go. Whatever he tells me to say, I say it. Yeah. And um, usually I have my wife on, you know, with me, and she usually gives me the look if I'm saying something not too good. Not too good. So, um, she's not here today, so praise the Lord. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, I'm going to share a little bit about what I have seen, um, what I have heard, um, a little bit about my journey in the Lord. Um, I I toured with Reuben. He was in 1814. I was in Sons of Zion. And um, with Harmony, we we went to many places. And um, in that time, I was born again. I was saved. But I came to Jesus not by people Bible bashing me, Jesus came and spoke to me. Wow! That's awesome. And um, while I was in the music scene, he came and spoke to me. So for me, just a little bit about my background, everything for me, my mind, everything is wired in the wider realm, in the spiritual realm. That's how I'm raised, that's how I was brought up. So when I speak to you in things that you might not understand, it's because my mindset has been that way, Jesus came and he spoke to me. But when he spoke to me, it wasn't, who is that guy? because I dreamed about him all my life. I had seen dreams about him coming from heaven wow. with thousands of angels carrying a big sickle. And I always wondered, what is that sickle that Jesus is carrying? Well, it's harvest. <laughs> so, um, so that's a little bit about me, and also God knows me. I wouldn't listen to anyone unless Jesus came himself, so there you go. So if, if you've got rebellious kids, if, if, you're, you know, if you know family that are rebellious, just pray for them. Jesus is going to get them. Jesus knows where they live. He knows their address. He knows everything about them, and he will knock on the door of their heart at the right time and the right moment. And then when he calls them, you cannot resist his voice because his voice is healing, his voice is comfort, his voice brings peace. And in that moment of my life, there was, there was turmoil, you know. I, I just reached the pinnacle of my childhood dream, playing with Reuben. No, just kidding. <laughs> I just, I just, you know, my whole life, I, I just wanted to play music, be a session drummer. I, I played for every genre of music, pop, rock, reggae, funk, jazz, and all the different wow. genres, yeah. and um, that's what I wanted to do. But when I was doing that, I still had emptiness in my heart. And I remember playing to thousands of people and still emptiness. Wow. And then yeah. when Jesus came to me, the thought was, maybe Jesus can take away that feeling of emptiness. Just maybe he can take it away. And um, so that, was the, that, that gave me that hope to be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this a go. I'm going to follow Jesus. But uh, my personality is I don't want just the peace. I want the whole. I want everything. I'm either hot or cold. I'm not in-the-middle sort of guy. If, Je- if I'm going to follow Jesus, I'm going to go hard out. But if I'm, if I'm going to go the other way, I'm going to go hard out. So that's, I'm just, you know, fifth-gear sort of guy. I'm not a crazy sort of guy. It's like a whirlwind everywhere I go. But Jesus knew that. And so when I said, I'll follow you, I, I meant it with all of my heart, with all of my mind, with everything. I was like, I, I'll give you my heart, Lord. Not just my words, not just my thoughts, not just, not just saying, yes, Lord, because I want something out of you. I actually give you my heart because maybe you can take away whatever's going on in me. And, um, you know, at that moment in my life, I just became just six months of like weeping, and I never cried. There's just something in me I wouldn't cry, I had no emotions and all that. And then I was living in Auckland, and then I'd just weep and start crying. And I was like, oh man, this is embarrassing, what am I crying for? So I'd go into my apartment, turn the shower on and just cry. And he was healing my heart from all the childhood wounds, all the things that I had seen and heard that was just my normal upbringing, but which shouldn't have been normal. But for me, it was normal. And so when that happened, I was just like weeping and just crying out and then repenting. Just, Lord, I'm so sorry for the people that I've hurt. I'm so sorry for the things that I've done just from my heart. I'm so sorry, Lord Jesus. Please change my heart. And that's what he started to do, and he started to develop me in that secret place. And I remember praying at that moment, Lord, I want to be closer to you than my very skin. I want to be closer to you than the air I breathe. That was back then, and he has honoured that prayer, and he still keeps me close to him. And I want to just honour, you know, this house. Amazing. You're talking about no condemnation. There is no one who's perfect apart from Jesus. Every single one of us falls over. Every one of us makes a mistake. It happens. Down in Kaiwaka, we have quite a big men's group, and our men's group is... Um, not your normal sort of men's group, there's um, people who are meth addicts, um, people who used to bake and cook meth, uh, people with um, bracelet on, all of that. And then when you're dealing with these sort of people, they are super hard on themselves because they don't have identity and they're just used to failing and failing, going in and out of jail. And so what we tell them, and I, I just speak to them straight up and I say, bro, when you fall over, get back up. They're like, nah, man, I'm not going to fall over. You know, I've got God, it's all good. Like a bro, when you fall over, get back up. And then, so you've got to talk in their terms, which is, bro, if someone punched you over, are you going to lie down and let him punch you over? Because that's where they come from. Yeah. They say, never. Okay, but you're fighting a different enemy now. It's the evil one. When he knocks you down, get back up. Yeah. Then they get it. Oh, I yeah. get it. Get back up. Keep going. So I want to encourage you here, if you're feeling a little bit condemned, if you feel, oh, man, I did something not good enough, just think about the mercy of Jesus. Put all your focus on the blood of Jesus and what he has done. And then when you focus on his blood, then you can come and say, Lord, I'm coming boldly before your throne of grace and saying, Dad, what do you have for me today, Dad? Whatever heaven has for me, I want it today in Jesus' name. So um, I've been on a little bit of a journey, and um, like you, wow, what a year, 2020. Isn't this the greatest year that we've ever seen? Whoa, what is next? I just read in the paper the other day, it said an asteroid was going to hit the earth in November. I'm like, oh, man, you know, what's next? <laughs> so we've been through just crazy times, COVID-19, the nation in lockdown, we come out of that, then in Auckland region, they go into level three, we're right on the boundary um, in our town. So um, our worship team is in the next town, <laughs> so, so they can't come over, but crazy thing. There's this lady, this Māori lady, she comes through the border every week. And she's like, nothing's going to stop me. I got faith. And she just, how did you get here this week? I just drove on through. I and, and the borders are strict. Like, have you have been down there? They've got military there. It's strict as like, even if you've got the wrong paperwork, they'll turn you away. And she says, I'm going to my house. Oh go in. Because she's like, I'm going to my father's house. So 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 anyway I tell our worship team, hey you guys have got no excuse. This lady's coming through every week, so you know tell them you're going to the father's house. <laughs> so anyway, there's a whole lot of things happening and um and you know my main ministry is not is not preaching and all that. My main ministry is prayer. Oh, no. uh, I love prayer. I love seeking the heart of God. So when you're seeking the heart of God, you hear his heart for people, for the nation, for the past, present, and future. God just brings it all together. And to be honest, I have been extremely concerned about the state of what is happening in our beautiful nation. I'm going to give you a little back, bit of background to this. While me and my wife are in prayer, and on our house, it's like a mountain, so we call it Prayer Mountain, and we're surrounded by our monga in our area. And um, while we are praying, we're just seeking the Lord, praying in tongues, moving around our house. And um, in our windows, you can just see the mountains on this side. And then I heard the Lord say this. This was over a year ago. He said, son, a storm is coming. He said, a storm is coming. And then I've, I've heard of the waves of revival in that coming. And then I said, Lord, a storm is coming. And he says, a storm unlike anything you have ever seen. Get ready. And so I said, the Lord, what is it? And I saw this rolling in. I won't talk about all the details, what I saw, but there were things that were going to happen in Aotearoa. And so from that moment, I released that word to our church so that our prayer teams, our watchmen can be ready so that we can fight the good fight of faith and stop these things which are about to hit our shores so that we can be the watchmen in this nation standing against the evil one's plan and releasing God's plan. Because God, when you're in prayer, He gives you a heads up with what the evil one is doing. So we've been in this place of watching, listening, praying, seeking the Lord, and then just... You know, a lot of times we respond when something's happened. Then we pray we need to actually cut it off before it happens. Because God has a plan. The evil one has a plan. But we want to see heaven's plan. Amen? So from that moment, just watching, listening, seeing these things happening... Lord said unusual things will start to happen. Then we saw Fakadi Island. We saw that disaster down there. All these things have been happening. The things that have been happening in our government. And there is a purpose to these storms coming. Because in the spirit there are two types of storms. There are the storms that God allows in your life. To shake you, to change you, to test you, to mold you. And there's the storms that Satan sends. The storms that Satan sends, you rebuke those storms. You speak peace to those storms. But the storms that God allows, you can't rebuke them. You have to go through it. Because your destiny is on the other side of that storm. Your destiny is you have to boom, you have to break through. We are called overcomers. Jesus overcame, but we also must overcome. Which means there's a battle that we must overcome. We don't have a testimony unless we go through the test. And and there's so many things I can talk about. So however, there's a storm that was coming, and the Lord says this, I am shaking, I am shaking everything that can be shaken. Everything that is not built upon the kingdom will be shaken. Everything not built of the kingdom will be shaken. And then I'm going to go to the Word, and we'll read it. Because this is happening, but however God has got wonderful, amazing, beautiful news. Because God, with God, all things are possible, amen? So can we please go to um, Hebrews 12? And um, I'm going to read from verse 27. And I'm just going to give you a little bit of insight into what I've seen where I've been and where I feel the body is sitting right at this at this moment. So it says here the words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken. That is created things. So what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, everyone say kingdom that cannot be shaken. Kingdom that cannot be shaken. Say kingdom that cannot be shaken says, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. And it's not a scary fire. When you think of fire, it's the fire of His passion and His love. It's the fire of His passion and love which, which draws out of you everything not of Him because He loves you. He loves you the way that you are but he loves you too much to leave you that way. So he comes with his fire and his love, and he says, my son, my daughter, I've got a great plan for you. I'm going to do this in your life. I'm going to send you here. And then as he draws you into him, then he draws that other stuff away. So God is shaking everything that can be shaken. And I've seen over the body of Christ at this moment, when we first went through the lockdown, the body of Christ was shaken. We were adjusting. We were like, oh, man, how do we do this whole social media thing? You know, church online. Oh, and then for me, it's like, oh, this is pretty cool. You know, sit home in my, <laughs> sit home in my lounge and um, and, and then bring church online. Oh, it's finished by 10.30. Oh, sweet. All <laughs> oh, good. So I was like, oh, man, I, I start to enjoy it a bit too much, actually. And, oh, man, we've reached thousands of people way more than we, than we would. So we had souls getting saved and that during the lockdown, during the lockdown period. But you can never beat the gathering together of the beautiful saints of God. Yeah. I just want, just want to honor you, right. honor you um, Pastor Paul and Ruth. This house, as, as I came in here this morning, it's such a beautiful model that breaks down barriers of culture. Yeah. There's such a great kotahitanga unity yeah. between Māori and Pākehā and all people yes. here. And um, I'm speaking on, on behalf of Māori, Māori find it hard to find a safe place when you go into a church because you sometimes don't feel and they share it or recognised, and I want to tell you this place is a safe place where many mouldy can dwell, and they can gather, and they can drink from the wells of life together in unity, drinking of the Lord Jesus Christ in the fountain of His river that's flowing into this place. Amen. So there's all these things happening. And um, COVID-19, we had the droughts and all that, political things happening, government passing the most extreme laws. Anyway, this done one thing to the body. It woke us up. It shook us. It helped us to get out of the mentality of just church and the four walls of church, and it helped us to get into the mentality of kingdom and taking every sphere of influence for God's kingdom and for God's glory. Yeah. So it starts to rattle us, it starts to shake us, it start to get us active. And I want to tell you, I have never seen such Christian praying yeah. all over Aotearoa, from the bottom to the yeah. top, from the top to the bottom. Yeah. There is thousands of Christians wow. praying with urgency for this nation, that yeah. this nation will be a godly nation, yeah. this nation to stand on behalf of those that don't know God. There, I've met people all over, and there's just people praying. And praying, and praying, and praying. People that don't usually pray, they're moving into prayer. And I want to tell you this, nothing happens on earth unless you pray. God is sovereign, but he's looking for agreements on earth. He's looking for your prayer because Jesus taught. He taught us how to pray. Our Father who is in heaven, your kingdom come. Father is looking for agreement, and our prayer is his agreement which gives him an invitation to intervene on your behalf. God is stirring our hearts because he wants to intervene for this nation. He wants to turn this nation around because Aotearoa has a prophetic destiny on it. This nation has a prophetic destiny to be like the fire starter which will awaken a global movement of the Spirit of God. From the ends of the Earth, from Jerusalem, all the way back through the islands and back to Jerusalem, this is our prophetic destiny. Yeah. So if that's our destiny, the evil one's going to do everything to shut up our voice, to hold us down and to stop us releasing what the Father is speaking wow. through us. Yeah. I'll share this real, real uh, just quickly. I've seen that there's a prophetic eagle, and you, yeah. some of you probably don't know what the heck I'm talking about. I'll keep it really simple. There's an eagle in the realm of the spirit that represents the realm of the prophetic. This thing was bound up and its wings were bound up for a time. But this thing has been released. Now the the realm of the prophetic is going to open up more than ever before because nothing happens unless we speak it. So this means that we come up into that place of intimacy and prayer with God. We hear what He's saying and we release a word. When we release a word, it happens. God can be saying something, he can be moving, but if you don't partner with him and re- release a word, nothing will happen. Because God gave dominion to us, human beings, which means Satan, to move on earth, he needs agreement with us, God needs our agreement. So we are the gatekeepers to release either heaven or the other kingdom. What is the word? Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name will turn from wickedness, seek my face, humble themselves and pray, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. So the answer to our nation is not in a political party, it's not in who's governing down in Wellington. The answer is the body of Christ. We are the answer to bring transformation in the nation because the only people who have been given the keys to the kingdom is us. It hasn't been given to those in politics that don't know Jesus. It's been given to us, which means we are the ones who can turn that key to see the great King of kings and Lord of lords come into this nation. And that's what the Lord is doing. He's stirring our hearts. People are repenting. We're repenting for not standing up for, for the aborted babies and all of these things. And I know the people who, who um, campaigned for um, Voice of Life, they said, when they were, when they were uh, pushing back against this legislation, they called a prayer down at and Only a few Christians showed up. Like, you can count them. So we've been in this place of repenting. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. We ask for mercy, Lord. As your royal priests, as your royal kings, we ask for mercy on behalf of ourselves and on behalf of the nation. And many of the times we look, when we think of shaking, we think, yes, God's going to shake up the world. But the first thing he shakes is his sons and daughters. Because judgment starts first in the house of God. And people get afraid of that word, but it literally means to set things back into order. When things are out of order, God comes and he resets it. God's coming to reset this nation again. To bring it back into order where the righteous are in position of influence so that we can bring down the gates of hell and release kingdom influence through music, through media, through government, through business, through education, through every sphere, we're to release kingdom. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I see this massive awakening happening. Yeah. And uh, I want to give you this analogy. It's a, you know, real simple analogy. If you've been to a marae, you'll understand what I'm talking about. On our marae, if we have a tangi or something down there, at six in the morning, our courier has a humongous bell at the door. And then at six in the morning, she's like, ding, ding, ding. And it goes on for like, could be like five minutes. Bang, bang. And what, what is he doing? She's, that bell. when you hear that bell, it means get up. Get out of bed, make your bed, get ready, because you've got people coming that you need to serve. And so you've got three groups of people when they ring the bell, You've got the ones that are already up, already ready, their bags already packed, so when they hear the bell, they know they're just going to move straight into serving. And um, I'm not, that's not me. Then you've got the next one who will, They'll sleep in for as long as they can. I'm probably, after about one minute of the bell, I've had enough of that. They get up. And maybe that's some of you here. I'm probably in that, that one there. And then you've got the third group. They won't get up. They actually have to be shaken. You actually have to go up and like, get up. And they're snoring. You're like, get up, get up. You've got to get up. And they just won't get up. You shake them, shake, and then they get up. So why am I saying that? God is releasing three waves of this alarm for churches to wake up. Yeah. He's saying wake up, and then there's a first wave where the pre-intercessors have caught in the spirit what is happening, and they are praying, and what they are calling out is that the body will awaken. Yes. And then you've got the next wave of the people that are in business and in education and have um, uh, po- political and governmental influence. They're waking up. Yeah. And then you've got the, the people on the front lines that are waking up and then you've got those that you've got to always drag along, bring them to church, come on, you know, do those things. Now they are starting to wake up. I'm seeing people awaken that usually aren't awake. They are awakening. Isaiah 60 says, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises over you. And then it talks about deep darkness Is over the peoples, but the glory of the Lord. Everyone say, The glory of the Lord. Lord. We want to see an amazing move of revival, amen. Amen. Revival and moves of God always come in thick, deep darkness. When things are dark, that's when God pours out his spirit the most. He pours his spirit out when things are messy because he wants to demonstrate himself to another generation as the loving, kind father that he is, and he's looking for partners to say, here I am. Yeah. When I go down the road, and when we're in our area, so many people are afraid. You go to walk, and they just move right out of your way. They, they, think, you're, they think you're the virus. And it's just like, oh, man, come on. And, um, you know, I'm a bit cheeky, so I purposely walk fast for them. <laughs> I'm just having, having a bit of laugh. And then... Um, but I want to say this, when we're out in the public, we should yeah. be carrying hope. Yeah. We, we should be the most hopeful people yeah. that are sharing the love of God. What are you afraid about? Yeah. We have a loving God. Do you want to know him too? And then, and then in this moment, I can tell you, more people are searching for hope yeah. than ever before. Yeah. Yeah. Reuben talked about the souls that are coming. That's happening everywhere because yeah. people are like, man, I need to wake up too. And I need to come to hope. I need to come to Jesus. People that have walked away from Jesus, they're all coming back. We had a guy come back to our church last week. He was the main drug dealer. Hasn't been in church for four years. He's hearing. He's hearing. He's come back. I'm like, praise the Lord for what you are doing. And I'm going to just share this. God raised up Pharaoh so he could fulfill his purposes on the earth. God raised up Pharaoh so he could fulfill his purposes on the earth so that he could display his power. It says that in Romans 9, chapter 17. God raises up sometimes wicked leaders so that he can display his power in the earth. Why? Because when Israel went into Egypt, they would have become comfortable. They would have just cruised along. But then Pharaoh started to oppress them And put more restrictions on them. And so they start to cry out to God. And they were there for 430 years. They cried out, God raised up Moses to deliver them from captivity so that they can fulfill their destiny. Because they were destined to enter into the promised land for one reason. That is because God made a covenant with Abraham because that would be the very spot where Jesus would be born. And Micah 5 verse 2 talks about Jesus will be born in Bethlehem. He couldn't be born in New Zealand, in America, in Egypt. He had to be born in that place So God had to shift them to get them to their destiny, and he used the wicked leader to shake them up. Why am I saying that? God is shifting us to get us to destiny. He's shaking us to get us to destiny. He's shaking us that we would truly be a unified people. Māori, Pākehā, Chinese, every race living in harmony under the glory of God in this land of Aotearoa. And I want to share to you, I was talking to one of our elders, and I said, what was the hopes and aspirations for our people when they signed the treaty? And he said, they saw a vision where Aotearoa will be the place where the glory will dwell. And they said this, they saw a vision where all races will live in harmony. Because this will be the spot on the earth where the glory will dwell, the manifest presence will dwell. And from this place, from the ends of the earth, you'll see a mass movement of God hitting the globe. This was a vision that I heard that some of the elders saw. I'm like, how do we partner up with this heaven vision? It's unity. It's kotahitanga. It's honoring one another. And it's seeking the presence of heaven, fighting the battles on our knees. That's how you win your battles not by getting upset and disgruntled at what is happening. You get into prayer. You pray. You win every battle in the spirit before you face it in the natural. You get into prayer. You get on your knees. Jesus, he overcame many things. But if you read prior to when he went out and encountered the sick, cast out demons, he was doing one thing. He was praying. He was praying through the night. So I want to encourage you, church. Let prayer rise up in you. Let your cry go out to the Lord for your people, for your family, for this community, and for this nation. And if you don't even know how to cry out for others, cry out for yourself, Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, change my heart. Lord, shake me up so that I can serve you better. God is doing a new thing. He is shaking people up at this time. But I want to say this. With God, all things are possible. Jesus will make a way where there seems to be no other way. He will make the crooked path straight. He will turn the impossibilities into possibilities, the incurable into the curable. Jesus will do it. He can do it. But we must trust and rely on Him. Our faith must be on the rock, which is Christ, and we must overcome every wave, every wind, everything that will come against us, and stand strong. Amen? David didn't become the giant slayer until he made the giant. Many of you are facing obstacles and things that are in your way that you can't go around it. You have to go through it. And I just want to encourage, uh, there are people here who are business owners. And um, as I was driving up, the Lord said, tell them he's going to honor your generosity. And he says, this house is a house of generosity. And he says, remind them that I am your business partner. And he gives you the creativity. He gives you, he gives you the solutions and the strategies to do what you need to do. Because even though the world may be struggling in the economy, he says it doesn't have to come because you're a, he's a covenant-keeping God and you're in covenant with him. So I just wanted to honor all the business owners here. God is saying, trust him. He's your business partner and he will show you the way. Amen. So everyone, please stand. Let's pray. And I'll hand it back over to Pastor Paul. Who who felt um, stirred up this morning? I just want you to uh, raise your hand if you want to be used by God. If you you just want God, you're just like, man, I don't even feel good enough. But hey, I want God to use me. A few weeks ago, I was down in Parliament and I saw hundreds of people on their knees singing the national anthem in the beehive. While we're a proper sign that this nation will turn around, God is in control. He is on the throne and He's going to do great things. If you want to be used by God, I want you to lift your hands. I'm just going to pray over you that the fire of God's Spirit will touch your life and that you'll get an intimacy to come into His presence and seek His will like never before. Amen. And God will turn you. Into the most bold person, you know, I'm, I'm like, I can't, I couldn't even speak until the Holy Ghost came upon me. I was so shy, so timid, didn't want to talk to nobody, didn't want to do anything, and um, and God touched my life and He's used me for His glory. So raise your hands. Just declare this to say, Lord Jesus, we love you. We honor you. We present our hearts to you, Lord. Our bodies to you, Lord. That you may use us for your glory. Unlock, Lord Jesus, my hidden potential that is found in your presence. Creative ideas, wisdom, music, anointing, books businesses all of these things you've put in me so i can make a difference lord jesus here i am let your fire come upon me that i may serve you with my whole heart in jesus name father i just release over every person at the sound of my voice i just release their impartation touch them now lord jesus let the fire of your presence come upon them lord jesus Let the fire of your presence come upon them, Lord Jesus. Let there be a karanga that will rise out of them to call out to the God of heaven, Yahweh. Let the Spirit of God come upon you this morning. May He shift you, may He shake you, may He prepare you, may He get you ready for what He has for you. Bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.